Well, hi there. You are listening to the Title Town Podcast. My name is Austin Gann. I am joined, as always, by the one, the only, Daniel Marhanka. Daniel, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. I have one proclamation to make. The Bears still suck. A freaking men. The Bears do indeed still suck. They apparently have a new owner, uh, Aaron Charles Rogers. Which let's 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 think about it for a second. All the titles that Aaron Rodgers has, he is the minority owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. He is the current shadow GM of the Green Bay Packers, and he is also now the owner of the Chicago Bears. I don't know how he uh, has any free time. I don't know how he has time to study a playbook. And he's a quarterback. On, I don't know show, how he, on right. show up to practice. But I would say he is good at all the jobs that he does. The Bucks are having glaring success. Uh, the Packers are five and one. His side quarterback job. Uh, they're signing big, <laughs> big uh, free agents. I guess we could say. And uh, his team is yeah. going. His ownership of the Bears is a little rough because they're going through another rebuild for the twentieth time since nineteen eighty-five. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably say that's his uh, least successful business venture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. Uh, man, that was a fun game Sunday. Um, that, was a, oh, that was a legendary moment. That, you know, that whole I still own you, you know, yeah. yelling at the crowd after him seeing an old woman give him the double bird in the crowd. That was his response to why he did it, and he was just in the moment. That was that was a legend-building like we'll talk about that moment for a long time. That just adds to the legend of Aaron Rodgers for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, every few years you have in sports, you know, games that start to get a name to them. This was definitely the Aaron Rodgers I still own you game. You know, we've had the the Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary game against the Lions. We've had all kinds of great games throughout, you know, Aaron Rodgers tenure of 10 plus years as the Green Bay quarters, Green Bay Packers quarterback. And this just falls straight into that category. Where were you at on the four? I still own you game. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, a good, a good team win over overall. There's definitely some positive things to uh, take away from the game. What, what were your initial uh, thoughts on the victory from Sunday? Yeah, I think. Um, on defense, the, the good news coming out of that is that the Packers actually have a defense this season and yeah, they, they have a lot of injuries and hopefully in the next few weeks, if they are able to get Jair Alexander back, I think sky's the limit for this group, but I finally feel like we have a defense that can keep us in games where the offense might sputter or just get out of line a little bit. And I think it's honestly, Devondre Campbell has helped so much. I think yeah. you can definitely see Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage are in their third year playing together. I think they're really in rhythm. They're taking away the deep ball. Obviously, that first drive against the Bears on offense for them was absolutely terrible. Isaac Yadam was just almost un unwatchable mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. had some moments where it it was that drive felt like it was on him and so yeah um 
getting him out of the game and putting in Razul Douglas was a huge, huge point of the game, which is something that, you know, we saw at times under Mike Pettin where a corner would struggle and they just ride with it for the rest of the game. And some of that was they didn't have anyone behind him, but I feel like it was such a great move of instead of waiting till halftime or waiting till, you know, the third drive in the game right there in that second drive, throwing Razul Douglas out there because I think he did wonders for that defense on Sunday and huge props to him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, Campbell, I mean, you talk about a guy who's having a breakout season and for yeah. a guy who was kind of a, almost a bandaid signing, like, yeah. you know, I mean, you, you signed him basically as a utility player guy to come in and fill a role, but I mean, he is absolutely having a breakout year and, and just today a PFF released. I mean, he is the highest rated inside linebacker in the NFL. Which is absolutely guy, crazy. Right? A guy we just signed off the street and we're only paying $2 million. Yeah, that that is a credit to Brian Gunnikis because it was pretty on in training camp and OTAs that this guy had a real shot at winning the starting job. And he's been tremendous, has stayed healthy. I think he pairs so well with Chris Barnes and obviously bringing Jalen Smith along with Devondre Campbell I think will be amazing, especially for the passing game, because I think that's where Jalen Smith can shine is in coverage and also rushing the quarterback. So yeah, I'm excited. I think this defense has a lot of great pieces. Yeah. Another thing too, and I texted you this is Eric Stokes. Yeah. Man, you talk about him showing up when he, I mean, he's absolutely had to with Jair and Kevin King out. Yeah. He has stood up and he has played exceptionally well. And no, at no point Sunday did I have to go, dang it, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there wasn't anything that like caught people's attention, but that's, I mean, that's what you want. He did his job and did it well. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you're missing Jerry Alexander, which is a huge loss for this football team, but to have a rookie come in and play a pretty dang good and shut down corner as your number one corner with Kevin King being out and having, you know, Jerry Alexander out, of course. So having him step up in this way, I don't think I saw, I thought, you know, this would be kind of a red shirt year because he has King Mm -hmm. in front of him. Chandon Sullivan plays the star position. So I just didn't see where he was going to fit initially, but obviously next man up mentality, Jair goes down put in Eric Stokes and he's had a tremendous start to the season. Yep. Absolutely. loved it. Uh, another thing that was great from this game on the offensive side was using AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, thunder and lightning. Yeah. It just running at the bears, making the bears defense respect the physicality of the run game. And as it went on, more and more runs started breaking, you know, started breaking loose. Yeah. AJ had the massive run. Later in the game, Aaron had a major run later on. So it was great to see them use the run game to add that physical element to the game. Yeah, and I think that's what this team can turn into. It's just a running team who also has uh, the best quarterback in the NFL, the best wide receiver in the NFL. And once MVS comes back, I would arguably say one of the best deep threats in the NFL. And that's not... uh, that's not even including what big dog and Robert Tunyon can also contribute to this offense as 
Randall Cobb is starting to get more involved as well. I mean, there is weapons on this team. Mm -hmm. And I want to shout out probably the most underrated star on this offense. It's Alan Lazard. Obviously, Mm -hmm. he gets the shovel pass kind of uh, drawn up for him in the red zone, which was just an awesome, brilliant play call. But Mm -hmm. he is such a stud. He never looks out of place. He plays a lot on running downs, and then he's also a great bigger bodied target for third down scenarios in red zone. And I just think these next few weeks, maybe expect them to dial up a few more things for him. I think he's he's earned that right. And it's such a wrinkle in what the Packers have done the past two years, uh, yeah. because, you know, you've seen them dial up stuff for Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but have we really seen them? you know, give Alan Lazard some first reads and some design mm-hmm. stuff for him. Not really. And I don't think teams are going to prepare for that. So now maybe there's some opportunity there with, you know, giving different guys outside of Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones, some, some creative plays. Cause I think we could see a lot of good stuff come from that. 100%. And we definitely have the embarrassment of riches of weapons and options yeah, that we the Packers have lacked in years past, and most teams don't even have. Mm-hmm. So it is absolutely exciting for sure to see what this offense can cook up. Any other thoughts on this game before we we look, move forward? Uh, yes, Kenny Clark's dominance, obviously. Yes, dude. On on a very critical drive of the game, getting two sacks to basically force the Bears to not come away with any points was absolutely mm-hmm. amazing and i think freaking beast he is a star on this team and then some he is absolutely electric yes great call out beast game for kenny absolutely love it love the guy excited for him all right put this game in the rearview mirror but i gotta say Done. i'll say this one more thing the bears still suck that is a fact. We will see them in December next. Is correct? it December or January? I can't remember. I want to say it's. It might be. It might be December. I, I think, think you're it's right. December. Yeah. But we will yeah. start. Uh, we will uh, bang that bell another day. Yes. What? Well, what? We will bring up the Bears still suck again when we get to that game. But we got to get through the Washington football team first. What are your thoughts on this game? Um, I think that the Packers have a great offensive line to combat what the Washington football team does best, which is rush the quarterback, and they have a very dominant front seven. Obviously, I feel a lot better about this game because Elkin Jenkins is back, playing healthy. That's a great um, thing to have in this game. I would possibly look for maybe uh, once Josh Myers comes back to play center, possibly Lucas Patrick taking over Royce Newman's spot. Frankly, I think, frankly, I think that's what they should have done at the beginning of the season because Lucas Patrick one was, I believe the highest graded player on offense against the bears. And he brings a little bit of dirt and grit to your offensive line. And if he can slide over to right guard, Josh Myers plays center, obviously 
Debot can play left tackle when he comes back. And then you have Elkin Jenkins. That is a force to be reckoned with. And I think, I think having Lucas Patrick out there in the long run will help your run game a little bit more than Royce Newman. So Interesting. I like the idea of them possibly going with that. Obviously, I don't know if Josh Myers will play this week. We're recording this on Wednesday. He did not practice today. But yeah. uh, in the next few weeks, possibly look for that changeup. But uh, kind of going back to this Washington football team game, I like the Packers odds if they're able to get the ball out quickly, you know, use use those chips with big dog and um, Robert Tunyon against chase young, because I think that is your biggest matchup to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. And, and you mentioned David Bakhtiari. He returns to practice this week. Uh, and for the uninitiated, he has 21 days from this point on to return to a game. And if he doesn't, then he goes on the season ending IR. Yes. Do you think he plays this Sunday? I don't, and I don't think he's going to play next Thursday against Arizona. I think the target for that game, for his return, is probably Kansas City Mm -hmm. um, in a few weeks. I just don't see how, you know, having three practices probably in a limited fashion from being out for almost 12 months would benefit him. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, and then coming after – this Sunday on a short week flying out West, you know, not sure if they're going to get one practice in or two practices in next week. I really think uh, not saving him, but just being uh, cautious and letting him play in Kansas city, a place where you'll definitely need him with the crowd noise. And I think the Packers can get the job done against the Washington football team. Yes, I agree. Uh, definitely, like you said, getting the ball out quickly, which we have seen the offense can design game plans to do that very well and running the football. As we saw this last Sunday against the bears, when you can run it against a good defense, you pound the ball add the level of physicality to the game. It wears the defense out. Yeah. It opens up opportunity. Decent. We can do that. We saw that this last Sunday and for the defense. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how Tyler Heineke does against this defense and whether we can create pressure. I hate saying yeah. whether the team can create pressure, get him uncomfortable, get him out of the pocket and make him make errant throws, errant plays Yeah, to create turnovers. Yeah. And I think I would like to see the Packers defense have a three, four turnover game yes, and please. really just take it to him. I really think that this is the prime game to build confidence. Obviously you're going to need all kinds of uh, energy and gusto going into Arizona on Thursday night coming after this game and not to look ahead because this is definitely not anywhere close to being a give me because of what the Washington football team can do to you still. Um, and I think they do have pretty good weapons on offense. Obviously, Terry McLaurin didn't practice today for them. So if he's not available, I like our chances even more. Even more. But um, I do think that the Packers defense, if they can pressure Taylor Heineke, can have a field day. Yes, for sure. So it'll be exciting to see what the defense cooks up. And we talked about it before we started recording. I still can't my, wrap my head around the fact do the Packers have the sixth best defense in the league? 
statistically. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't sound right. Like it, it's, it's right. <laughs> it's right, yeah. but it also just doesn't sound right. Yeah. And I feel like this is what I think me and you have talked about a few times is down the stretch last season, the Packers defense was playing pretty good. And our fear this season was, is that the defense wouldn't hit stride until later in the season, mm-hmm. but they ever since week one, getting blown out, getting their teeth kicked in, have showed up, showed out every single game. And I think this is kind of a larger philosophy talk with football, but once a defense hits their stride, it is really like, I don't think we see them getting out of that flow so much as an offense gets out of the flow, because (laughs) I feel like we've seen defenses, you know, they start the season and they end the season hot. There's no up and down unless you're just a bad team. But if you're a good defense and have good players, you can sustain success for, for years on end. I think we've seen that with a lot of Mike Zimmer defenses is that yeah. they start the season hot and then they continue for years on end because the system's in place, the guys are in place, the yeah. coaches know how they want to play on defense. And I think this is what the Packers can start to implement is, hey, we're establishing our brand of football on defense that is going to mess with teams for years to come. I love it. Joe Barry's got him energized over there. <laughs> Energy and scheme is actually working for Joe Barry, unless mm-hmm. it's in the red zone. Cause that is something that we can talk about for another day. <laughs> that, that the red zone is still a problem. Teams are still scoring at ease in the red zone, but uh, who knows? Maybe that'll change in yeah. the coming weeks. And this is a good, a good get right game. Like you said, uh, it's, it's the Sunday before a Thursday game is always interesting. Cause again, you want to refrain from looking ahead yeah. and not ignoring opponent, especially when the Thursday game is the last undefeated team and <laughs> one of the hottest teams in the league and a team I fear might be the, uh, Packers Achilles heel <laughs> this year as we've had in the past few years, yeah. with some other teams, but we can't look ahead. We gotta we gotta keep our eyes forward, keep our eyes on the Washington football team. Daniel, who are your, some of your key players for this game? You know, we talk about Taylor Heineke uh, and pressuring him this Sunday, and I think that starts with Rashawn Gary. Enter with Rashawn Gary. Obviously, we're not sure if Preston Smith will be available this yeah. Sunday. Matt Lafleur didn't totally rule it out, but neither did he seem optimistic about that possibility. Mm-hmm. So. I'd say there's a 50-50 chance he plays. So having Rashawn Gary have a studly game, I think is it, it's due. And also he deserves it. This guy yes. constantly pressures the quarterback, constantly gets QB hits, which is something that outside linebackers coach Mike Smith preaches that those things matter way more than sacks. But I think it would be great to see him get a, two, three sack game and kind of just show the world what, cause you know, the world doesn't look at pressure rates and they don't look at, you know, his win rate. They don't look at QB hits. They look at sacks. And I think this mm-hmm. would be a great showcase to get him two or three sacks against uh, the Washington football team. I love it. Absolutely love it. And a note on Preston, as you mentioned, he's questionable. Interesting fact, Preston Smith has not missed a start in his yeah. NFL career. And I'm sure he's and he potentially want, have his first miss. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll want to get out there uh, playing his former team in the Washington football yeah. game. 
interesting no uh, kind of interesting that it is against his former team that he might miss yeah. his first career <laughs> start uh which is interesting for sure my my player is going to be eric stokes we talked about him earlier he's going to have another game whether Ke- kevin king plays or not it's another game where it's going to rely on him yeah and whether he goes he has to go against terry mclaurin or whoever you know is next in line for them uh another game for him to shine and not have us screaming at the television dang it eric <laughs> we can keep piling those types of games together. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he can continue to do out there on the field. Yeah. Uh, I think I know what your answer is, but how nervous are you on a scale of one to 10 for this um, game? Probably a four or five. I I'm like a three. That, I, yeah, I just, I think this is a, I think under Matt LaFleur, these games every year start to worry me less because, mm. you know, these games a few years ago under Mike McCarthy, especially in 17 and 18 and even the beginning of 16, you were always just kind of like, what inferior opponent is going to come into Lambeau and beat us? <laughs> but I just no longer, I no longer have that feeling. I feel like Matt LaFleur has created, hey, the teams that we should beat, we're going to, we're going to beat them. And, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, the mantra from 2019 is kind of returning to this 2021 team of winning ugly, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is a great chance to win with a little pizzazz. As long as you win, who cares whether it's ugly or not? Yeah. And it's that's a win to, or a loss. it's a total, it's a total BS narrative because a win's a win, a loss is a loss. And the, that's what we judge our league upon. Yep. There's no ugly or, or beautiful wins or losses. Uh, what is your official Score prediction for the game. 34-17. And I think that yeah. seven that last touchdown comes late for the Washington football team. So I think in garbage time. Pa- yeah, I think the Packers can hold them for to 10 points for quite a little bit in this game. Well, it's interesting you say that because I actually have them holding them to 10 points at 24 to 10. Wow. I'm 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 excited, I man. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm more saying I'm more saying you think the Packers uh get held under 30 for the third straight game would that be mm, where to be the third straight game dang man they I, didn't mm. hit they didn't hit 30 against cincinnati they didn't hit 30 against i guess the last time they hit 30 was the niners yeah oh interesting um i'm gonna hold out i'm gonna hold it at 24 10 okay i'm gonna All leave right. it be even though that you bringing that up makes me nervous Mm-hmm. But it's still Packers win regardless. Yeah. Still a Packers win regardless. <laughs> the, Daniel, the, oh, sorry, go ahead. I have two points real quick before Please. we kind of wrap it up. Yes. Doesn't this feel like a Devontae Adams 13, 14 reception game for 190? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It definitely it, feels like that. It feels like a feed the ball, the Devontae game. Yes. And then second... <laughs> uh one piece of news breaking news the packers are expected to sign whitney merciless oh how could i forget yeah i meant to talk about that before we get out of here yeah <laughs> that was a very surprising signing when i texted you about it earlier today you were shocked you i thought you were joking it. with me i thought you were absolutely <laughs> joking with me i just no. texted back no because <laughs> I, I just can't live you through didn't the heartache believe me. of having a free agent be talked about for a day and then fall to another team. But <laughs> we have been no- scarred. Yeah. One note that Robert Demosky 
said was that apparently he's taking less money to come to Green Bay, which is a huge prop to the organization because I feel like we've never heard that in a long Mm -hmm. time with an outside free agent. I think we get hometown discounts a lot for guys staying, but to get a guy who, you know, he's definitely a rotation. He's a, he's a good pass rusher, but this team needs a rotational pass rusher to come in opposite Jonathan Garvin in that second rotation and, and get some pressures. Yes. In light of having a salary cap, this is an all-in year. Yes. And this is an all-in year for the team. I think the Jalen Smith and Whitney Merciless signings kind of show that. I think I think last the last two years, honestly, the Packers have been, you know, quote unquote all in with getting snacks late last season. Yeah. You know, the Valdir signing in 2019, those types of things definitely can but propel this year themselves. Especially. This year, especially, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers ended his press conference today with this kind of weird, like, kind of, he wouldn't look in the camera, kind of looked off, but he talked about how this year reminds him of a certain team 11 years ago, where they had a ton of injuries, and then they brought in a few pieces middle of the season who played massive snaps down the stretch. And he ended his press conference with that ended pretty well. And then at least my screen went Mm. black. I don't know if it kept continuing, but that was very Mm. like, it gave me goosebumps how he ended that press conference with kind of alluding to the 2010 Super Bowl year and kind of the different, obviously, you know, this team was the 2010 team was not five and one at this point (laughs) that they were, they were holding their breath that they could make the playoffs most of the season, but just, you know, the next man up mentality, the bringing in a few pieces to play major snaps. I mean, I like where this team's going. I think, I think if they can learn from a few of the mistakes that they made in past post seasons, I really like this team's odds. And that's not just a Homer thing because I would say, and you could probably speak to this. I'm a little bit more pessimistic with this team but i really do like their chances of this hopefully finally praying that this is possibly the year they can make the super bowl wow the stars are aligning the stars are aligning i just don't i feel like the packers have arguably the best team right now and they're only gonna that was beautiful they're only gonna get healthier yep Man, I got goosebumps just hearing you go on that run, buddy. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful run. Thank you. I don't know how we could possibly top it. You have anything else to leave us with before we uh, get out of here? I almost don't even want to ruin trying to top that. I do not. Okay. I'm done today. All right. We'll leave it on a high note. Daniel, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter at Daniel Marhenko. That's M-A-R-H-A-N-K-A. Where can people find you at on the internet, Austin? You can find me on Twitter at Austin A. Gann. More importantly, you can follow at Titletown Post on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook for the latest news and Packers content. We're always putting stuff out, out over there. Be sure to check it out. We'd appreciate it. Share it. All that good stuff. Also, follow the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate your time listening to us and including us in your busy schedule. Until next time, see ya.
Adios.